1: Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com
0: This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Just visit audible.com/wonderypod or text Pod to 500 500. That's audible.com/wonderypod or text wonderypod to 500 500.
2: Tonight, President Biden defends his handling of the chaos in Afghanistan, vowing no American will be left behind. We will get you home. Chaos in Kabul, with reports of Americans being beaten by the Taliban and alarming scenes of the growing humanitarian crisis for refugees forcing a pause in flights leaving Afghanistan. Bracing for Henri. The storm strengthens, threatening millions along the northeast coast. We have new details on the track and timing of the storm just coming in. The COVID surge in the south. Florida hospitals struggle to treat a record number of COVID patients. they will tell you about the latest treatment they're hoping will keep people out of the hospital. Fighting back. With so many unruly passengers on planes these days, flight attendants are brushing up on their self-defense skills. No. No. The embattled new host of Jeopardy! is forced to resign less than two weeks after he got the job. What's next for the popular game show? And Steve Hartman's on the road with Maine's oldest lobster men. Make that lobster woman 101 years old and still going strong.
3: This is the CBS Evening News
2: with Nora O'Donnell reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening, and thanks for joining us. I'm Jim Axelrod, and for Nora tonight, after a week of intense criticism, President Biden stood in the East Room of the White House this afternoon, to defend his handling of the crisis in Afghanistan. The president tried to put a positive spin on the chaotic situation in Kabul since the Taliban took the capital Sunday. The president says about 13,000 people have been evacuated since the military airlift began last weekend. But there's such a crush of people trying to escape that flights out had to be delayed today. At the airport in Kabul, scenes of frustration and desperation play out as thousands of Afghans who helped fight America's longest war are also trying to flee. President Biden says, quote, there will be plenty of time to criticize and second guess when this operation is over. We have two reports on the crisis tonight. Our Roxana Saberi is on the ground for us in Doha, Qatar. But we begin with Ouija Jang at the White House. Good evening, Ouija.
4: Good evening, Jim. Tonight, President Biden says he is focused on what he called one of the largest, most difficult airlifts in history. The president says there are no indications that U.S. citizens are having a hard time getting through to the airport. But CBS News has learned that the Taliban is growing violent with those who are fleeing there, and that includes Americans. Outside the Kabul airport, desperation is growing as hopeful evacuees flash their passports to get through security. Children beg for help and parents send their babies over barbed wire for a chance at freedom. Soldiers on the other side are caring for them. In Washington, President Biden offered this reassurance.
2: Let me be clear. Any American, wants to come home, we will get you home.
4: But the president would not commit to staying past his withdrawal deadline of August 31st to ensure Afghan allies escape too, saying he would make that judgment later. I cannot
2: promise what the final outcome will be or what it will be that it will be without risk of loss.
4: CBS News has learned that during a briefing with House lawmakers, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said the Taliban has beaten some Americans in Kabul, calling it unacceptable. So far, the U.S. military has evacuated 18,000 people since the end of July, including 5,700 in the last 24 hours. But they halted the operation for six to seven hours, scrambling to find open facilities in other countries to house the refugees. Those in Doha are already
5: overcrowded. It was just reckless. It was almost criminally reckless.
4: Ohio Congressman Steve Chabot, who attended the briefing, said the hasty exit means
5: danger looms. We have Americans and our our allies all over the country um, in in great danger uh, right now. So that that's the number one priority. Uh, but over the the long term, it's all that weaponry that's now in the hands of the worst of the worst and can be used against us and our allies all across the globe.
4: President Biden said the U.S. is keeping a close watch on any potential terrorist threats in or around the airport, including from ISIS affiliates among the thousands of prisoners the Taliban released when it took over. Jim.
2: Weijia Jang at the White House, thank you. As Weijia mentioned, those lucky enough to get out are being flown more than 2,000 miles from Kabul to Doha on the Persian Gulf. But the processing facility there was so overwhelmed, incoming flights were put on hold today. Roxana Saberi is there.
6: Video obtained by CBS News shows hundreds of evacuees waiting in a hangar at Udeid Air Base in Doha. Several of them describe conditions as hot crowded and dirty. With thousands of at-risk Afghans and American citizens flooding in so fast, the U.S. is searching for other countries to send people for screening. Evacuees here tell us they're grateful for getting this far. They left behind families at Kabul airport, so worried about the future, some of them are handing their children to U.S. troops. With crowds continuing to surge and Doha's airbase at capacity, the U.S. military was forced to suspend evacuation flights today for several hours. I'm
4: getting to the airport.
6: That's when Omid Mahmoudi, a former U.S. military interpreter, tried to get in, filming his third attempt. U.S. troops turned him back, he told us, but he'll keep trying because now the Taliban are back in power. He's in more danger than ever. Are you afraid of being left behind? So I have already left behind. I I kind of say here. Look at the situation. This former British Army interpreter had more luck. After waiting hours, British troops let him, his wife, and two-week-old baby through. The U.S. is sending additional border agents here to Doha to speed up the screening process. In the meantime, the State Department says several countries have already agreed to transit evacuees from Afghanistan through their territories to safety. Jim?
2: Roxana, thank you. Tonight, more than 10 million people on New York's Long Island and across southern New England are under hurricane and storm surge alerts. The storm, named Henri, is expected to hit the region on Sunday. Lonnie Quinn is tracking Henri. Lonnie, some of the models of this one are quite alarming.
7: Yeah, Look, I will tell you there are some models that bring it right into the country's biggest city, right into New York City, right down Broadway, right? That's one model. I want to talk to you about the storm in general because currently you're looking at a tropical storm with 70-mile-per-hour winds. feel very confident this is going to become a hurricane sometime tomorrow. It's right now 700 miles to the south of the eastern tip of Long Island. Now, where is it going from this point? I, I told you we've got models that take it, watch that, right into New York City. Some take it out towards March's Vineyard. But what's steering this system? You have a low-pressure system off to the west. That's pulling it west. You have a high-pressure system sitting offshore. That's pushing it west as well. So, guys, with those, two mod- with those two elements at play, the idea of this storm pushing out to sea is not even on the table as a possibility. The official forecast, cone will show you this. Uh, I mean, tomorrow or today is really your day to plan. Tomorrow you execute that plan. By Sunday, you're going to get a landfall. We think it's like 6 a.m. with rainfall pushing into Long Island, but an actual landfall about 2 p.m anywhere from, let's say, Fire Island out towards the Hamptons, and then it pushes inland with the bigger effects. So the storm surge, we always talk about storm surge, biggest storm surge is going to be on the eastern side of wherever it makes landfall, maybe three to six foot storm surge on the western side is where you're going to get the biggest rain. Trees go down, power outages is a possibility as well. So we have a hurricane, probably a category one moving into the northeast. Jim, that's the very latest. We'll start watching this thing get close to by the time
2: you get to late Saturday not if it makes landfall when. Thank you, Lonnie. The death toll from those devastating floods in North Carolina has climbed to at least four, with five people still unaccounted for. Torrential rains swept through the western part of the state this week in the aftermath of Tropical Storm Fred. Turning now to the COVID pandemic, a source tells CBS News the FDA could give full approval to the Pfizer vaccine by early next week. This could prompt more people to get vaccinated and help ease the increasing burden in states swamped by the unvaccinated filling up ICUs. In Florida, hospitalizations are up again this week. Manuel Bajorques is in Miami tonight.
5: Florida has once again broken its record for COVID-19 hospitalizations with more than 17,000 patients. At this rate, three out of four hospitals in the state could face critical staff shortages in the next week. To ease the crunch, the state says it is setting up more than a dozen clinics for monoclonal antibody treatments. We've already gotten great feedback from people uh, who went in, were feeling really bad, did it, and 24, 48 hours later started feeling much better. The virus-fighting antibodies created in a lab do not have full FDA approval. They're given through a transfusion and can help the recently infected who have not developed severe symptoms, reducing the risk of hospitalization or death by up to 85 percent. Though at this clinic in hard-hit Jacksonville, a photo showed some are arriving extremely sick
1: the really key to the success of the monoclonal antibodies is early intervention. Palm
5: Beach County doctor Maureen Willahan says the therapy and being vaccinated helped her quickly recover from a breakthrough infection.
4: It is a game changer at the very least.
5: But you don't want people to rely on this to not get the vaccine or not mask up or not social distance while there's so much virus around.
8: No, I'm still really recommending the vaccine in the office. I still think you should be cautious with your masks.
5: Across the South, health systems are being pushed to the brink. In Mississippi, one hospital is having to set up a second field hospital to handle cases. In Texas, school districts that defied the governor and ordered masks in schools won the backing of the state Supreme Court for now. And while more states and private companies consider vaccine mandates, San Francisco became the first city to require proof of full vaccination to go inside businesses. In Florida, the impact goes beyond hospitals. Tonight, the city of Orlando is urging residents to cut back on water usage due to a shortage of liquid oxygen, which is used to purify the water, but is also in high demand to treat COVID-19 patients. Jim?
2: Manny Bohorkas on the COVID beat for us, and I thank you, Manny. The man who shut down much of Capitol Hill with a bomb threat Thursday is now facing formal charges. Floyd Ray Roseberry faces up to life in prison for threatening to use a weapon of mass destruction. Police say Roseberry did not have a bomb in his truck, but suspected bomb-making materials were found. Return now to the increasingly unruly skies. Federal air marshals have resumed self-defense classes to help flight attendants deal with aggressive passengers. Here's Errol
9: Barnett. With me. JetBlue flight attendant Katie Underdonk never thought she'd need to deliver a knockout punch on the job. It's getting crazy out there lately, so it's better to know what to do to defend ourselves. Federal air marshals in this TSA training session teaching flight crews how to disarm unruly passengers. You
7: gotta get your hips to turn.
9: It's been a record-setting year with nearly 3,900 incidents in the air. One Southwest flight attendant was struck in the face while a Frontier Airlines crew had to strap this man to his seat after allegedly groping two of them. The FAA has already announced more than $1 million in fines this year, including a $45,000 penalty for a man who allegedly threw his luggage, got on the floor and put his head up a flight attendant's skirt.
1: This is not like anything we've ever seen, including in the days after 9-11.
9: The president of the flight attendants union says the constant fighting over mask wearing, which makes up the bulk of the clashes, is damaging.
1: Taking a huge toll on flight attendants and then to get beat up for it on top of it is, is really making an untenable situation.
9: Now a growing number of flight crew will have skills to hit back.
1: I learned that go for the clavicle.
9: Now, alcohol played a role in a quarter of these clashes, according to the FAA. Southwest cut it from its menu, as did um, uh, American Airlines, which won't resume service until mid-January. The FAA also wants airports like this one to monitor passengers' consumption of alcohol before they board the aircraft. Jim? As
2: if air travel wasn't tough enough these days. Errol, thank
9: you. The unfolding
2: chaos in Kabul is deeply personal for Afghan-Americans. Jonathan Bigliardi met one family in California increasingly fearful for the safety of their loved ones who cannot get out.
0: Nargis Habib treasures every conversation with her mother inside Afghanistan.
8: She said that she stays up at night and cries, so she's absolutely worried. Um, and so am I. Both
0: Nargis and her husband, Jawed, have family now there. trapped. Essentially, they're locked in a huge open-air prison the size of Texas. Less than a month ago, Nargis visited her mother.
8: I got to put my head on her lap. We wanted them out, and now they're stuck there.
0: Nargis's flight was uh, scheduled to leave on August 15th. You were supposed to leave the day that we saw those images at the airport, yep. people clinging on to... Yep a US yeah. air if force. Yeah. If
8: I didn't get out earlier, that I would have been one of those people trying to get on the plane.
0: Good afternoon. The Habibes watch the news with their two young daughters. If you were there right now with them, their lives would be upended as they know it.
8: I think about it all the time.
0: I know it's hard for your mind to go there. But what is your biggest fear?
8: Having a young sister or terrified because they're just forcefully marrying off 14-year-old, 16-year-olds to older Taliban soldiers.
0: Nargis owns a rug manufacturing business inside Afghanistan. Most of her employees are women. It was a dream of hers built in the last two decades.
8: It's sad to know that all those hopes and possibilities might be crushed. Four weeks ago, I was in Afghanistan. I I was just sitting with my cousins, female cousins. One of them wanted to become an architect. One of them wanted to become a doctor, and they were actually studying to do so. They don't know what's going to happen. The school is gone, education is gone, and dreams are gone.
5: Jonathan Vigliotti, CBS News, San Marcos, California. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only fourteen ninety-five.
2: Chevrolet announced it is expanding its voluntary recall of their Bolt electric vehicles today. The recall will replace two defective battery modules they say are at risk of catching fire in rare circumstances. The recall is expanded to all Bolt models from 2019 through 2022. And the question is, who will be the new host of Jeopardy? Mike Richards, recently named to replace the late Alex Trebek, stepped down today After offensive remarks he made about women, Jews, and Haiti surfaced from his old podcast. Richards, who remains the show's executive producer, released a statement saying his comments cast a shadow on Jeopardy and that he would step aside because he would be too much of a distraction. We take you now to the rugged coast of Maine, where the lobster is sweet and tender, but those who catch them are tough as nails. Here's Steve Hartman, On the Road.
3: At 78, Max Oliver is an old salt. But to his crewmate on this lobster boat, Max is but a child. Her child. Virginia Oliver is 101, Maine's oldest lobster fisherman. Three days a week, May through November, you can find Virginia out here on Penobscot Bay. Balancing on her sea legs, tackling one of the most hazardous jobs in the country. Have they ever gotten you? of course. (laughs) Not long ago, she got cut so badly, she needed seven stitches.
4: And the doctor said to me, what are you out there live stream for? Good question. And I said, because I want to.
3: I think he might have thought that was a little too dangerous for somebody of your age. I don't care what he thought. Clearly. Yeah. Virginia has been lobstering on and off since the age of seven. She used to go out with her father. It was man's work then, not another girl in sight. But 94 years later, she is the master of the sea. After Max hauls in the traps, Virginia measures the lobsters, Don't go on. tosses out the small
2: ones,
4: throw it away.
3: and then tames the claws of the keepers. Who's the boss out there? I am. Okay. So let's say he didn't want to go out one day. He's too tired,
4: no? No, I won't put up that stuff.
3: Virginia says she expects <laughs> nothing of her son that she wouldn't do herself, <laughs> but I don't know how unfortunately do for her son. How many days have you called in sick in the last year?
4: None. <laughs> she don't give up.
3: What would she say if you said, oh, I'm ready to retire?
2: You better have something wrong with you. You better
3: have something wrong with you. As for Virginia's retirement date, She says you'll find that one place and one place only, etched on her tombstone.
4: When I die. When you
3: die. Yeah. (laughs) In other words, no time soon. Steve Hartman, on the road, in Rockland, Maine.
2: Among the guests this Sunday on Face the Nation, former U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations, Nikki Haley. If you can't watch live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Jim Axelrod in Washington. Good night and have a great weekend.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.